0: Hello, Raiders are two and oh. Oh first round fans. Welcome on into the first round fantasy podcast. Your home for second round advice. It is a great, great Tuesday morning. Wherever you are listening from, we're having a good time. I'm your host, as always, Gabriel Maramontes, joined by the full crew today: Jacob Bartley, Damon Ricks, and Joseph Morsaz. Boys, how are we and, doing after
1: the Niners are all just completely injured? Man, this is that the perfect hard, dude. NorCal podcast because we have two Raider fans and two Niner fans. But all I'm gonna say is, did Michael Thomas have anything to say about the game tonight? No, he didn't, and you guys are lucky he didn't.
0: Hey, you know Vegas,
1: what? Vegas, baby. <laughs> Vegas. Oh, I'm not used to that, Vegas. Vegas. Yes.
2: Can someone explain to me what's the difference between a pass interference and a holding? Because I've seen it called both ways, both times, where it's a hold and they give him five yards or a pass interference. And I still don't understand the rule. And I've been watching football for he 28 did, you years. You know why?
3: Because he did both. He held and and then it was a it was a PI and then he held but his ball.
2: It wasn't arm. even a catchable ball, bro. Like that was out. How over do you know? That was rugs. The fastest that, player in SL. I mean, that's <sighs> the point. Like, he, he was slow.
0: His progress was slow. Gabe, yeah, they wouldn't know for the Niner
3: fans. They don't have anybody on a team that's that
0: fast. So Five, five yards.
3: What do you yeah, mean? Well, I mean, most guy who Moster? Broke
0: the, dude, He's am. hurt. Come on. The 80-yard touchdown. And- he broke his hammy running as fast as yeah, the fastest. Yeah, fast. he, he ran too fast. fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Anyways, guys, welcome on in. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's show uh, and, again, we're so happy you could join us. Let's jump right into it. Major injury worries. Are you guys ready? Because I'm just naming them off. Here we go. Just
1: read it all off, and if you want to comment.
0: Here we go. Saquon out for the season. Cortland Sutton out for the season. McCaffrey out multiple weeks. Michael Thomas could play next week, but probably not. Devontae Adams seems pretty good, although he limped off the field said he could come back. Will Fuller, Sterling Shepard, Tyrod Taylor, Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown, Paris Campbell. That's just the rest of the NFL. Your Niners have the rest of them. Raheem Mostart, likely to miss a week or two. Coleman, likely to miss three weeks or four. And Jimmy G, looking good, trending upwards. But, oh, my goodness, that's only offense. And we are here to talk fantasy football. But there were twice as many more on the defensive side this week in the NFL. It is sad to see it. It is sad to see it.
1: And there were still more. There's like still like lower-end players we could mention. Like- yeah. The Drew Lock,
0: with like
1: oh, yeah, for, Drew Sean Caraman, Daryl Williams—like it's it's crazy. I've never seen so many injuries in one day. It's
0: Did Chris you guys crazy. chalk it up to no preseason and bad condition?
1: I think that has to do with it.
3: No, oh, they're probably not drinking milk as much
0: milk.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish I could play that soundbite right now. He needs some milk. Uh, anyway, oh, I could have and I didn't. We missed the soundbite.
2: There you go. It,
0: it happened. Good job, uh, but yeah, let's highlight some of the big ones here. McCaffrey, uh, two to four weeks. He says he, he came out and said he can beat the timetable. I thought table. four to six. Yeah, four six. four to six. He said he can yeah. come out and beat that timetable. Sorry, that's why I said two to four. 46 weeks. <laughs> four four. Um, oh, I mean, that man. makes Mike Davis a conversation starter on today's show when we get into our waiver wires. But uh-huh. it's just really sad to see. Also, we lose Saquon Barkley for the season. Uh, also tough to swallow, and if you were high on Cortland Sutton this year, well, you're most li- you're most likely down on him now because he is also out for the season. So <laughs> just a lot of yeah. just a lot of tough takes. Uh, Mostart broke off two 70 yard seventy plus yard touchdowns, only one of them counted. He's got a minor MCL tear or sprain. He should likely miss a week. Uh, Coleman followed him up. I don't even know what happened to Coleman because I felt like he was in there for the. The remainder of the game. Yeah, what did happen to Coleman?
2: It, uh, apparently, something more, way more serious than most. Are, they're saying, where his knee is. I think they were saying at least three to four weeks. I think he's, he's gonna going to make a trip to IR.
3: You can't catch mm-hmm.
2: a break. Yeah, that is too bad. Niners Jimmy G is a break man.
0: That is sad. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy G looked bad. Then you got the defensive end of Solomon Thomas and uh, Joey. Is it Joey or Nick? Which one's on the Niners? Joey. Joe, you never
2: know. They're just—they're just, they're just both godly. Ass- you know, it's Nick, oh. Nick, bro, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just mess with you. Uh, uh, but Nick listen, you don't have a single position that's not injured, man. Not in a single return. position. It's sad.
1: It's sad. Matters it are dying sad. down, and I hate it. Hey guys, I'm asking for a friend. If you had CMC in a dynasty league, would you trade him? Hell no.
2: Hey, I offered my brother in a keeper league, uh CMC for Zeke and he needs to give me a little bit more on the back end. And he said, no,
0: now let me Ooh. ask you a more. Oh yeah, I know that didn't make me pause for a second. I know. Well, hold on. Let's consider three options. Now CMC seems highly unlikely that you would trade him, given his timetable is a short one uh, in comparison to this next player, Saquon Barkley. Oh. I would like to you to trade Saquon Barkley in a dynasty league. You asking as for a friend, I,
2: game? I would. No, I'm. <laughs> sure. I
0: am the Barkley owner, and I have made my attempts to trade Joe, and they've. He's made some great offers. I just don't know. Like, would be more likely
1: to trade him in Barkley than CMC in a dynasty. Yeah. yeah.
0: What was oh, your best offer, doubt. Joe? He uh, threw out
1: no. some
2: really good stuff. They, you they are, were. Big you are, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, – I don't remember exactly what it was, but I put out a lot. Not Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but I know I put in some good running backs. Yeah, they, May- they, they were playing
3: – I would have took Kenyan,
2: that, right? Uh, I, I think would you would take it Kamara. I, would take anybody. I think right, I offered right, well, Kamara Woods for Saquon and um, – Dante Adams. Dante Adams, yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. That's why you <laughs> –
1: <laughs> i hate you joe <laughs> welcome a little insight to our how our leagues are
0: we really are nice we will definitely get into that and trade targets later on we're gonna move on now just just, to,
1: just, to, to, just yeah. remember
0: to take a take a shot or a drink for all that we lost this week it, it's definitely sad times i mean that's just the part of what makes fantasy fun great players and when you see those great players go down it it really just puts a hurting on not only your fantasy team but it's bigger than fantasy at that point it's just sad to see Um, we are transferring on over guys to our waiver wire let's get into it I'm i'm
3: ready
2: to go in coach just give me a chance I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just got to stay in a positive frame of mind.
0: So waiver wires of the week here. I mean, I know we all have our few that we're taking an eye on. I'm just going to probably start us off as I always do. One of the first ones for me. And I quickly changed my mind, but I'm still going to go with it. Is Devontae Freeman the free agent? He's scheduled to go to New York on Tuesday and meet with the New York Giants after the loss of Saquon Barkley. I immediately regretted that decision when right before the show, I was reminded of how horrible that offenses that offensive line is for the New York Giants, and it immediately made me backpedal on players like Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman as well. I I am terrified. After Saquon Barkley's injury, of trusting anyone in that backfield until I see some sort of success come from it. Um, what about you guys, uh, Jacob? Any waiver wire pickups this week?
1: Um, I mean, there's a ton of options you can go. It depends what you need. Uh, our obviously running backs going to be the big one because there's not because even the wide receivers that are hurt, they're not even out for the season or anything like that. I mean, other than Cortland Sutton, not to yeah you know, injury, but like even if Adams was hurt more than he was, that would be a big deal. But if we're talking about um, running backs, it just depends what you need. Do you, if you lost Barkley and you're, he's done for the season, right? You're going to take a guy who has more season long value. If you lost CMC, you need a guy who's going to carry you for the next couple of weeks, four to six, possibly. So let's just go with the McCaffrey scenario. Um, I would look at Jarek McKinnon, possibly. I mean, I, uh, Tevin Coleman might be out for a while. Uh, Mostert could be a week, possibly. And even if Mostert comes back, I still think McKinnon is going to have a role. He already has 13-plus points in PPR leagues uh, this these last two weeks, and that's with both guys playing. So if you need somebody to carry you for the next three to four weeks in a redraft league, then I would go
2: McKinnon. Yeah, Jacob, that's a good pick. And you know what? I'm going to actually take it a step further. Uh, it uh, Again, I like how you preface that by saying, you know, depends if you need season long value or not. Um, if you have a guy like Mostert and you're looking for a weekly feeling like me who lost Mostert and CMC in a, in a league, I actually love Jeff Wilson Jr. Okay. And uh, everybody's hyping up McKinnon. I think McKinnon has more season long value with Tevin being out. I think he's going to end up being the number two, to Mostert. But I think for this upcoming week where we're missing Garoppolo, Kittle might not be back. Debo's not back yet. You know, our other running backs are out. Jeff Wilson Jr. Stepped up. And if you guys remember in the playoffs last year, he actually kind of was the second running back for a while. Um, he almost kind of got more touches than Coleman and uh, definitely ahead of Brita. And so I think that he presents more of what Moster brings, where McKinnon has his own solidified role. So for season long, I like McKinnon better. But for this next week, you need to win your week. I'm going Jeff Wilson. Makes sense.
0: Those are two fantastic choices. I specifically remember um, – oh, my goodness, the name escapes me. Joe, who were you just talking about? Frank Wilson, Jr.,
2: Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr.
0: Jeff Wilson Jr. Shades of of stardom last year and the few touches that he got. So that's an explosive pick that will yield high rewards because he is highly probably going to be overlooked on the waiver wire this week ahead of people like Jarek McKinnon and others mentioned earlier. Um, Looking at the QB field really quick here. uh, Actually, no, let's jump back to the running backs really quick. I thought Joe was sure for sure going to mention this player, and that's Miles Gaskin, running back from Miami. He has clearly taken a stranglehold on that backfield after conversation all offseason was around Jordan Howard and Breda. And that has clearly not been the case. They have played second fiddle to Miles Gaskin. This is the second week in a row he's out-touched Howard and Breda. He's showing some PPR floor. He had six catches yesterday, 14 total touches. That puts him immediately in flex value territory. I I like what I see, especially from a team that's going to be playing from behind like they did yesterday against Buffalo. I mean, Miles Gaskin is worth a look for sure, and I think he's also one of those last fringe players that you can see that is probably going to be overlooked over some of these bigger names, these bigger handcuffs that are going to be taken uh, this Tuesday on the waiver wire. So, so I didn't yeah. want to jump
1: into Gaskin. I do not want to take all the good picks, but I was going to mention if you have Barkley and you need potentially a season long guy, I would look at Gaskin to be honest.
2: Yeah. And I, and, I know we haven't mentioned wide receiver guys, but uh, the same thing always happens, man. Julio in and out, in and out. And Gage is looking a little bit bro, more appealing. Yeah, well, that might have been his pick. I'm sorry, it, it was, but I think Joe that was his is more elegant. So, go ahead, Joe, finish your thought. No, 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 go, no ahead, go, ahead. Plenty of guys,
3: bro. go ahead. I thought, I thought DeMont
2: was gonna say somebody else, so I apologize. So, so,
3: no, so I have two guys. Well, Russell Gage was, I, I think a lot of people didn't take our advice last week, yeah. and pick up Russell Gage when they should have because this oh, man got n- not nine not targets
1: last week. And He yeah. got nine
3: another nine targets and a touchdown. It's just like what Joe was saying, Julio's gonna be in and out of the lineup. The Falcons are gonna have to throw the ball when Gurley can only run the ball 12 times a game, <laughs> and they're gonna throw the ball to win. And gate pick up gauge, guys. He shouldn't be here next week. By this time next week, we yeah. should be talking about fuck, somebody else. And yep. another one is a lot of people were trading for brown malcolm brown, and and then they also used a high waiver pickup and then. Henderson comes out and just steals the show. So, I mean, I don't know if I would waste a waiver pick on him just because we could have another situation like Malcolm Brown, but he's a guy to look out for, for sure.
1: My overrateds are Mike Davis Mm -hmm. and Henderson. Just because I don't – like Malcolm Brown and Akers aren't out for the season or any – they're going to play next week most likely. So you have a three – committee back again and then i just who knows i'm always wrong on these things i yeah. avoid guys like mike davis and then they ball out for
2: four weeks so mm-hmm. i'm staying away from him but he's hey i thought that, that was gonna be your pick demont to be honest henderson and dude he's got some potentially season-long value uh, coming in i kind of thought he was the surefire handcuff to acres and i think he's shown enough yesterday that he's going to be in the conversation moving forward and Malcolm Brown is a plotter, dude. I don't think he's got enough value to uh, keep around season long, but we'll and see.
1: You guys get a get a head on this. Keep your eye on Devontae Freeman. Somebody's gonna sign Devontae Freeman sooner or later. It's gonna happen. Whether it's we, New York
2: or Philadelphia, somebody we so want. Where do we where do we, <laughs> where do we want Devontae Freeman? Because if he goes to the Giants, do you guys like him? If he no, goes to the I Giants,
0: don't like I don't like him. Yeah. I, I mean, don't like him either. No line, line hasn't proven that they can
2: support anyone. Oh, not even did we talk about, about
3: how we don't like Gallman or Dion.
2: Yeah. And is Dion Lewis going to go with – like if Freeman goes there, is he all of a sudden a workhorse or is that. he sharing? It would be Well, a without
0: Deion Lewis there last year, and we saw Barkley go down for two weeks, Gallman received all the work. But, again, that was without Dion Lewis there. Yeah, uh, I think it'll stay the same though. I think whoever maintains a stranglehold on that backfield will have the complete backfield to themselves. So I don't think yeah. see- even back. when Barkley had it, he like what 18
3: yeah, rushes uh, for
1: negative 18 yards. Like one uh,
3: <laughs>
1: keeper, dynasty, and deep leagues. KJ Hamler, keep an eye out. Love um, that guy. Is
3: that a uh, Thanksgiving meal?
1: But yeah. <laughs> it's also the uh. Denver. <laughs> So, no. No. He could be the number yeah. two after, uh, with Judy after Judy. So, okay. Yeah, we have We're to down, take bro. The,
3: uh,
2: the How big things. of a
1: bump yeah. did Font get? Oh,
3: he's man. A, he, he's top three tight end this year. Have
0: Kelsey, to remember.
3: Waller, fan.
2: Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Kelsey, Waller, and then him? Yeah. I like him. To, I don't know if he's I like only, him or
3: not. He's the only
0: dude. Yeah, man, we do have that he can go to Baltimore. Yeah. That Drew Block Drew Block Drew Drew Block <laughs> Drew <off>. <laughs> <Brock laughs> is gonna be out two to six weeks as well. Driscoll came in.
2: Came, good,
0: in came in firing, and that's how that's how I like my backup QBs. Man, you're gonna come in, you got nothing to lose. You're already the backup. Go in there and throw the freaking ball. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen Fitzmatrick do Fitzmatrick, Fitzmagic Magic, do time and time again. I'm slowing to right. Uh, a couple of QBs since we're on the topic. It's highly unlikely with how unforeseen it is to predict the Chargers QB situation. But Justin Herbert came in. And guys, he held his own. 300 yards passing, one passing touchdown through the air, and one touchdown rushing. Dynasties for sure. He's already off your boards. Uh, deeper leagues, he's worth a pickup, especially if Tyrod Taylor's still just dealing with that chest issue. Oh, Cough, I watched He gets an game. excuse. Get Justin I, Herbert and the, Joe, he go ahead.
2: ahead. I know you want to talk, Joe. Hey, I was flying home from Los Angeles to Sacramento during on Sunday, so I didn't get to watch many of the football games, which kind of sucks. But the one game that was on and on Southwest was Denver versus Kansas City, and I'm watching that game, dude. Oh, I'm like, I was like I enough, Tyrod, bro, Hebert hooked. He what
1: well, oh, he said? Denver versus Kansas, versus Kansas City. Yeah. Oh, I apologize. Oh,
0: okay. I apologize. No, you're Hey, uh, believe it or not, Joe, we got people out there that are super picky
2: about our I'm sorry. Our choice. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> hey, he looked amazing, bro. He it was good. a bump to the entire team. All of a sudden, he's out there making clutch passes. Eckler's getting the ball in the backfield. Josh Kelly's doing stuff. He's taking Alan, hits him. Henry. Dude, if he's the starter, which I don't think they're going to turn back, why? No, they're not. You can't. Yeah. You can't. They're not going to turn back. There's no reason to. After that performance, no way. And, I mean, they were in a position to win coming down to the wire. So, if he stays as the starter, the entire Chargers offense got a huge bump. Literally, position by position, tight end, wide receiver, running back. The entire lineup. Yeah, I yeah. And Definitely.
3: Because you had uh, Tyrod playing safe to keep his job. Frank yeah. Harper don't
1: care. Oh, they almost beat the Chiefs. Like, I know their yeah. defense – Good, which is part of it, Their but defense is great. putting up the points. like He was putting up enough offense to compete with the Chiefs. And he yeah. took hits. He didn't care. When he ran for that first down, I'm not dude. starting him in a, a sad. Team, like, redraft league, but I'm pissed
2: I didn't right. draft him. Oh, Yeah. yeah.
0: Dude, sorry, I didn't know he could run like that. And yeah, that he put on the dude, look, I was like,
2: He's, hey, he's hey,
3: tough, it, and he it, looks right. like he
0: works at a beach hut deli. It's, like, <laughs> so, it's ridiculous.
2: Good. Sorry, Gabe. Go ahead. I know, I know.
0: I'm sorry. He does look like he works at a beachhead Delhi though. He looks like he's like 17 out there, guys. Yeah, We're getting old. Oh gosh, uh, another QB there just to toss out Gardner Minshew, 3:30 and three last week. He's got a really nice looking schedule coming up: Miami, Cincinnati, and Houston—all exploitable matchups. Um, someone to keep on your radar for sure. Any other waivers, guys? In, not for me this week. Oh, that was we touched on a lot. <laughs> yeah, lot for from- me. Well, then that sounds good. Let's move on to Dark Horses. First Round Fantasy's Dark Horses of the Week. perfect let's get into these dark horses but first let's review last week's i'd say the first round fantasy team did a stand-up job starting off with joe his fool's gold player of the week was joe mixon he certainly didn't do as well as people would think and guess what (laughs) joe predicted it uh his dark horse of the week i guess i should do dark horses first his dark horse of the week cd lamb he came out produced looked well uh, 15 plus fantasy points in most fantasy formats. So great job, Demont. Your dark horse of the week, Deontay Johnson, continued to lead the Steelers in targets. He is a mirage of Antonio Brown. He looked good doing it, and he's definitely the playmaker there for that team. And Jacob, Dar- uh, I'm sorry, dark horse of the week, Kareem Hunt. Man, did that go? That boy come out and ball. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't. Do my weight, guys. I'm sorry. I said AJ Green. And although, you know, the targets were there, he led the team 13. It I just love wasn't his targets. day. Yeah, they're a good sign going forward, but he did look a little, <laughs> he looked a little seasoned, a little too seasoned on some of those plays. Some of those plays he could have made a few years ago. So I'll look to get my uh head back in the game this week. Starting off with dark horses, though, who wants to lead us off? Jacob, how about you, my friend? Who is your dark? Horse candidate
1: of the week, man. So it's tough not to mention like the same guys again from last week, but I know. Uh, I'm it not is. gonna that. Uh, just because I was gonna say C.D. Lamb again, but cause <laughs> I, still, I think a lot of people are catching on. But I think he's startable now. But yeah. my official yeah. dark horse choice of the week is gonna be Joshua Kelly. They are. <laughs> I think they're playing the Carolina Panthers this upcoming week. Uh, mm-hmm. and let me see here. So I got I got to make sure on that. I think that's why I chose yeah, him they
2: playing. Who was my mark? Oh, Jacob, you
1: just, for me last week. So put it today. into
0: perspective, Jacob. For you, he had twenty three touches. Yeah, that's what I was Saturday. trying to. Look at. Although he averaged only two point nine a carry, I mean, going against Carolina oh. next week. That's yeah,
1: against Carolina, which we saw Josh Jacobs tear up Carolina. Uh, who did they play? Oh, Leonard Fournette tore up Carolina. And now, and, jo- and Joshua Kelly, two weeks in a row, 12 carries, 60 yards, 23 carries, 64 yards. Either way, I like the efficiency. I like the volume. He's clearly the number two guy and kind of in a co-roll with Eckler. Eckler doesn't need to look. Eckler runs a lot too, but Eckler is one of those backs where he can have a complimentary back play with him and they're both fantasy relevant. So, Mine's going to be Joshua Kelly, especially with all these running back injuries. Whoever picked up Joshua Kelly a week ahead is you know, sitting pretty right now because I think he's definitely startable.
0: That was definitely a great pick. That was my backup pick. It looked like it was Joe's main pick. Joe, do you have another one left in the hangar for us?
2: Let's go to DeMond first. (laughs) I want to see if he takes my next one first.
0: DeMond, do you have a dark horse candidate of the week for us? I'm sure you do. I have – David
3: Montgomery, and that's hey. only because they're playing the Atlanta, I mean, <laughs>
0: Atlanta, Atlanta
3: Hawks. Atlanta Hawks. Falcons. Falcons, I'm sorry. Hey, they're a bird, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. they're playing the birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My my dark horse of the week is Trey Young. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it's David Montgomery because they're playing the Falcons, and the Falcons defense is, is just porous as as granite. So <laughs> I think that would be my darkest of the week so i would probably bump montgomery from my flex to a uh, my my rb2 like like i said just because of the matchup N- nothing besides
0: that yeah not only that he looked really good on sunday he he had yeah. one of his few great fantasy performances as a young star in the nfl Uh, And he'll look to take those talents down to the Atlanta Hawks, JK Falcons next week and do some damage on them. Joe, back to you, buddy. You got one? That's a good pick (laughs) tomorrow.
2: Jacob, Joshua Kelly was my guy. I had a whole thing written out on him about how Jacob's had three touchdowns, four net, two. (laughs) Kelly's going to get a touchdown this week. He's going to get some catches. Put him in your fantasy starting lineup, especially if you're down some running backs. But you took that. So, My backup is T.Y. Hilton. And the reason I say that is he's coming off two kind of bad weeks. And I know a lot of people were kind of high on him with Philip Rivers coming to town, and he's an upgrade from Brissett. He hasn't done anything the first two weeks. Um, Even in PPR, he's had less than five points this – or he had less than 10 points both weeks. And um, the reason being is he dropped a 44-yard touchdown this week. And that Mm. would have put him – of in the conversation for a big week, you know, he would have been up into 15 plus, and that's kind of ty's game, anyways. He's a Tyreek Hill, he's not, I don't think, gonna get you eight, 10, 12 catches every game. He's you're hoping that he's gonna get you six with 100 yards and a touchdown, and that's kind of a big game for him, maybe even two touchdowns. So they're playing the Jets this week. Ty Hilton hasn't really gotten going, Paris Campbell's down now. I think uh, the stage is set for him to kind of have one of those blow up games. So if you can buy low on Ty Hilton, it might not be a bad choice. But uh, I wasn't huge coming in, come huge on him coming into the season. But I think he finally redeems the guys that did take a chance on him.
0: Yeah, that's a fair assessment. He's looking to cook. He's looking to make that new connection with Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Uh, it can definitely happen this week. Uh, As for my Dark Horse Candidate of the Week, I very well could have mentioned him on the waiver wire portion because, believe it or not, he is still out there on some waiver wires, and that is James Robinson running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last week, 16 carries, 102 yards, and one touchdown. He takes on a beatable Miami Rush defense this week. It is primed and lotioned all up for James (laughs) Robinson. Take the helm. How is he
1: still available Juergens. on any waivers?
0: Uh, believe it or not, he's still out there. And I just think that you know, going into Week One, you don't really know what's going on with the Jacksonville Jack, uh, Jacksonville backfield. You know, you have Raquel Armstead, James Robinson, Chris Thompson, who was one of my favorite players, uh, deep sleeper picks in the season. He did catch a touchdown this week, so hey, you know, what? Yeah. calm down. But uh, I think that this team, despite you know they may not be the flashiest, best-looking team on paper, but they have a will to play, man, and they've been in contention both games. They got a one and one record. They're going to Miami, who has a formidable—I mean, not a formidable—a horrible rush def- uh, defense. This is James Robinson backfield for the taking. I don't think you have to worry about Raquel Armstead when he comes back off the COVID-19 watch list. He looks good. He looks like a better—he looks like a better Leonard Fournette um similar body frame and build and he, he just looks good so i have full confidence especially as a saquon barkley owner to just plug him in as my new running back to rest of the season he's not losing that job unless he gets injured so i like that pick and i hope he goes well in your fantasy as well in your fantasy lineups this week that's a good oh, pick good game
2: good
0: pick good pick yeah, I, I'm looking for a rebound, guys. I was the only one that made us look bad, so I, I got to get a shirt. Sure we thinking, can't get man. them all
1: right, man. We got lucky three out of Yeah, one.
0: We did. But it looks bad when you're the only one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you need, to bounce yeah,
0: I need <laughs> a bounce back. We're a team here at First Round Fantasy. Let's move on to our Fools Gold players.
2: You are out of here. Whatever. I don't really care. I'm just going to sit this one out. Oh.
0: Fool's Gold players. Let's highlight last week's Fool's Gold players. As again, uh, Joe, you were first up. Joe Mixon, 10 fantasy points, looked lackluster. Brown's defense, uh, rushing defense, was better than we thought, and you had said that, so thank you for that. Damon, your Fool's Gold player. Well, it was Keenan Allen, and he did have a great game, but that was before we knew that Justin Herbert was going to be yeah, I didn't know that. thrown into the starting lineup. I don't think your pick would have been there. It wouldn't have been. That- oh, yeah. I mean
1: – Justin Herbert said he. They came up to him ten seconds before kickoff and said, "You're starting the game." That's what he <laughs> wow. said. Yeah, because yeah. Tyrod had to go to the emergency room. So, yeah, wow. So,
0: I think we'll scratch that one up in the. Uh, just j- we'll just scratch that one. Yeah, up. I can't count that one. Jacob, you had an interesting one as well. You had Mark Ingram, and although he was only limited to ten touches, he led the backfield. He had what fourteen or so fantasy points. Yeah, not bad. I think we need to yeah. constitute. Because I'm willing to count that as a fool's goal, but before going forward, does a fool's goal player have a potential fantasy point count that we should consider? Because fool's goal players mm-hmm. natural when we refer to them, we have to approach them with tempered expectations. Okay, so let's go at I say top top we look 25. at you pick the top three five and then you see fifteen plus fantasy points. Well if I was they, gonna say
1: we go on their projections based on, so yeah. we use, we play in full PPR and, you know, 10 points per, you know, 10 We're yards sure for rushing and yeah. receiving. So we go based on their projections. So we could just look at our Yahoo leagues and whether they're going to meet that projection or not. At,
2: yeah.
3: Basically. I think I think that's that's
2: legit. What, what I,
1: what I, what I thought about
3: the fool's gold is that we look at the, like the top 15 and 25 players last week that, Overperformed, and then you Mm. might have somebody play somebody like a a clay pool in their flex, even though we think
0: it's fool's gold. That's the great thing about the fool's gold player of the week is that it could technically be anybody because we're not telling you that these players are going to tank. We're maybe not even telling you that you should take these players out of your lineup. We're telling you that these players aren't going to get the points that they get week in and week out. Or if a player that you think is a sure thing, we think otherwise. And we're telling you, hey, you probably got to temper your expectations. But like Mian, uh Hines, for instance, he could have been a perfect one last week. You're picking mm-hmm. him up hot on the waiver wire. You hear the news about Marlon Mack. You're like, well, what do we do? And then boom, there you go. He doesn't, he gets one catch on two targets. It just happens that way. So yeah. that's a good thing about Fool's Gold players. I did not have one last week. Um, because I don't know, there's just something about it. I, I have to build up the confidence to pick a hey, fool's
1: gold player. You, so. gotta make, call you made up the segment. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I there certainly will. Maybe I have one today. Maybe I don't. Damon, let's bad. start with you. <laughs> Who is your fool's gold player of the week? Who, me?
3: Damon. Oh, oh, my fool's gold would be, I'm going to go with Odell. I'm not an Odell <laughs> fan. I I watched the game. It was a great game, but where he got all his points was from one busted play. So, I I, I would go. Don't chase. I wouldn't throw Odell my my flex over. Let's just say this. I'd rather play Robbie Anderson
0: over Odell. Not saying
1: a lot. Jimmy Robbie, that's your worst hated player
3: in the. And I despise Robbie Anderson.
0: That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one, Damon. He only had six targets, four receptions, 74 yards. Most of that was one play. Throw. Um, and, again, let's see who they take on next week. They take on a Washington team that's beatable through the air, but definitely not one of the worst uh, air defenses. Their so front seven's a, good. Staunch yeah. pick. That's a staunch pick, Damon. I look forward to it. Jacob, what about you, my friend?
1: All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit, and I, it's gonna be two players, but it'll make sense once I explain it. My right. fools gold is the Houston Texans wide receivers uh, Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller. They're playing mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, who has, uh, depending on your league format, has been the eleventh friendliest team to wide receivers about there. But look, I and this is kind of based on my own experience. I had Fuller in and Cooks in a league. Uh, I Fuller went off last week. Amazing. Now I'm expecting the same thing. I didn't bench. Oh, I didn't bench Fuller. I, I benched Cooks, and Fuller does zero. I know he got injured and left the game a little bit, but I'm staying away from this. Look, you, I think you have better options at wide receiver and at flexed. If you don't, if if you have to start them for desperation, sure, but until that's a little bit more clear, I'm staying away from both of those guys, but I guess – the thing is, I I don't know how most fantasy players think, but I guess my fool's gold in this scenario will be Brandon Cooks because he he had a good game, really good game. But I don't think that's you you can rely on that with him and Fuller. Just one of them's gonna go off one game, and you can't you don't know who. So I guess my fool's gold is Brandon
0: Cooks. That's, fair. that's a great pick, Joe. What about you, my friend?
2: Uh, Jacob, what I was getting at, by the way, is that you benched Fuller week one for Cooks, and then week two you did the reverse. And both <laughs> week two you. Um, so, no, but I I hear what you're saying. But mine is actually kind of like cheating like Jacobs. But I'm gonna say the New York Giants backfield. Um, a lot of people are looking at: Is Devontae Freeman gonna sign there? Is Dion Lewis the pickup? What about Gallman? I don't give a damn who it is. Stay away. Do not touch a single one of those guys. I'm not. Uh, Saquon Barkley, man, that guy's probably one of the most talented running backs in the league, and he couldn't do jack behind that line. Um, they're banged up, obviously, with Saquon down. And the offensive line looks like trash. Daniel Jones hasn't got going. I'm staying away from the backfield. Even if Devontae Freeman signs tomorrow and they're promising he's the workhorse, I don't care. Um, that's my fool's goal of the week.
3: Yeah, I agree. Guys, I don't want want anything to do with that backfield.
2: Three
0: great picks. I'm excited about all three of them, and you guys gave me the courage because I'm taking the biggest, the biggest hit here for my first. I'm hitting Mm -hmm. this ball out of the park for my first shocking fool's gold player of the week. Are you guys ready for it? I'm ready. He's one of your favorite players. He's on our first-round fantasy podcasters league team. Hold on, hold on. It is Stefan Diggs, wide receiver. Forward, what? The
1: Hell no. What are you talking about? I thought you were going to go James Conner, and I would agree with that one. Yeah.
0: yeah. Dude, he's well, been a, Diggs has been a beast. I like right. it hot. I like it even hotter. They welcome the Los Angeles Rams this week, and he is facing lockdown mm-hmm. corner Jalen Ramsey. He will likely be shadowed okay. by him all games. Jalen Ramsey had players like Dallas Goddard in check last week. I mean, needless to say, Carson Wentz hasn't looked his greatest in the first two weeks of the season. But any play last week where Jalen Ramsey was on Goddard, whether he was on Jackson, whether he was on – who's the rookie rookie over there? Rager. He was shutting everyone down. There's a reason why they just paid this man $100 million plus. He's there to lock down players. He's up there with Javius White opposing him next week on Buffalo. He's up there with Stephon Gilmore, top three cornerback in the league. I think Josh Allen is great. I don't think he's great enough to get the ball past Jalen Ramsey when it's standing in between him and Stephon Diggs. So I'm telling you all to temper your expectations for Stephon Diggs this week.
3: You just compare Diggs and Jalen Rager?
0: Yeah. I, mean, I, I, did, did, not, I did not. I did not. I compared to- Deshaun
3: yeah. Jackson only knows one route. It's true. Jalen Ramsey
2: You're on the team. Well, well, listen. I think oh, it's fair because, listen, Amari Cooper did pretty good week one against Jalen Ramsey. Yes, but, but, but Stefan Diggs is coming off a 35 point game. And what I think Gabe is saying is not that he's going to be trash. It's just that listen, I hit up Shane in our league and I said what do you want for Stefan Diggs and he says I'm sure you want him after a 35 point game. Oh my god. So I think there's going to be a lot of people that are sitting there saying, "Oh, Stefan Diggs is now a top 5 wide receiver." So maybe what Gabe is saying is top 15. Look at him maybe as a top 25 30 guy. You know, he is going against Ramsey. That is going to hurt him a little bit. That game should be a pretty tight game. And I'm not I don't think that's I'm not gonna Dude, Cooper him. burned him and Diggs yeah. runs way better routes
0: than than Cooper. If I, put, if I had to put a projection out there, let's just say this. Last week he had 13 targets, eight catches, 153 and 1. I guarantee, well, I don't guarantee my projection this week is he probably sees somewhere between seven and eight targets. He gets four or five balls for I don't know, 70-80 yards. Book it down not over 100 yards. Day. So he's
1: projected in full PPR uh book it down yards per point. He's projected 14 point. Seven fantasy points.
0: Well, DeMond's taking yardage. I'll do that. Over 100 yards. Over over under 100 yards. Over under 100 yards. All right, let's take it. Anybody, You guys want in on this?
2: This one's tough. Uh, We have to, right? Uh, You do. I'm going to go under. I I think he does like what Cooper does, and he ends up with like seven or eight catches for 80 yards, which is still a decent fantasy day. Like That's why I said he's not a 35-point guy. I like his projection of 15. I think he ends up right around there. Man, who's guarding? No, I'm John not taking Brown. a
3: touchdown. I'm just taking. He, he's not going to score a touchdown. He's going to be all yards.
2: John Brown, bro. He's. They have a of Where are you at?
1: Man, this is so tough, Jacob. I need you, please. Hundred. Jacob, I need you.
3: Hundred and
0: one yards. Over. Over. <laughs> over. Okay. Awesome. But Guys, only one one you know. Obviously, some of these book it downs, you'll see the results right away. But we also have some season-long ones that we came up with in the beginning of the year. And we're going to come up with more that will also see its formation towards the end of the year. So we're going to have a whole show at the end of the year where we just go through our book of downs and we crown the book of down champion of the first-round fantasy team. So that will be f- something to look forward to. But as for this week, we have our first one, and that is Stefan Diggs over under 100 receiving yards. Joe and Gabe have us going under, over Damon and Jacob. So I look forward to that. It looks like my first Fools gold player got quite the conversation going, so I'm excited. Kind of lovely, that's why. Let's move on to trades, fellas. Our trade targets of the week. Oh, man. Last week, Michael Thomas was a big one of mine. I'm sure I can think of a few here, but I'm going to hand it off to my guys first. Joe, let's hand it off to you, buddy.
2: He's
1: the trade master. You know, I've made a lot of trades this year already. I want to say the master, dude. Hey Joe, five. I have an idea. Start a league where every manager has to make like one two trade, a
0: trade a week. Oh, you're God. right. No, that I would be sick. Be <laughs> so
2: cool,
0: That's not true because you know why? You're gonna have people like me and Jacob who are like, no,
2: yeah. no, yeah. no. <laughs> I make so much trades, man, and I made two trades tonight with Demont over there in two separate leagues. And actually, I won both of them. I think. Are we talking target or who we're trading away? Well, it uh, can be either, either one. one
0: it can be either one you can have a buy and a sell
2: go ahead my buy which i hate because i sold him today is cooper cup and the reason being is that he actually put up 100 yards this last week he had 19 i think on the ground 81 in the air and he was a fumble away from having a 15 point ppr game Uh, higby had three touchdowns that's not going to happen every week and i think that the rams look a lot more like they did two years ago than this last year uh, I get that they have a couple more options. They have a third round rookie that they drafted who's moving up to wide receiver three and he's getting some looks Uh
0: Van uh, Jefferson.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say Jefferson, uh, but I still like Cooper Cup, man. He was the number four wide receiver all last year. He's going to have better weeks than he's been having. He could have not had that fumble, had a touchdown, and now he's 20 plus points. So I had to sell him to DeMont just because I was super wide receiver heavy and needed some running backs, but that's my buy. My sell is James Conner. Uh, after a 20-point game, that's if you one. can sell him, get rid of him because I still don't trust him with injuries with that backfield. Um, I just – I don't like it. And uh, it's not that I'm giving him away, but if somebody's like, needs a running back after everything that happened, if you can sell him off his 20-point hot game – uh, for somebody that you like a little bit more season long, uh, do it all day. Yeah, I like both those.
0: I yeah. as well like both of those. We'll try, you know, given that we're so running back thin in our first round fantasy league, uh, I would still even consider trading him for someone else. Damon, what is your do you have a buy or a sell for us? Surprise us, one or the other, or just one? Go ahead.
3: I have a buy and it's at one of the most thin positions of fantasy, and that's tight end. And it's Fant. Ooh, he, yeah. fant was drafted as most people's second tight end. People that drafted uh the Kelsey's the Kittles, like your 14th pick, you drafted Fant or your Gasekis or your Andrews. So most likely, like personally for me, I have Waller and Fant, and I'm trying to get rid of one of them. Mm-hmm. So Fant would be the easiest buy because he's most likely somebody's second tight end and you can get him for a like a, a fringe flex player to upgrade from a uh, a hooper or, a, I mean, any tight end, literally anybody.
0: That is a good pick, and he's sure to see an uptick with Driscoll there. Uh, you know, like we said, he looked out. good. And Sutton out. So he looked good in the time that he had last week, and especially with Driscoll. He did most of his damage with him. So definitely something to look forward to. Uh, yeah, as someone who lost Blake Jarwin two weeks ago and had Jarrett Cook in there tonight, I would one hundred percent be looking for someone like Noah yeah, Fonte. Like say,
3: say you're like strong. If you're super strong at like wide receiver to where like a a DJ Moore or Devontae Parker sitting on your bench and they can't get in your lineup, and your
0: tight is real weak, I would I would try and trade for Font. That's a perfect. That's a perfect recommendation. Definitely wide receivers for sure. Uh that's a good pick. Devontae Parker, especially. Jacob, what about you? Who's our buy or our sell, or do you have both? So
1: I have a buy. Um, and it's weird, it's this is kind of a new thing I've been thinking about with trades. It's like <laughs> there's a guy, like for example, all right. My, my buy is I love Jacob, David Montgomery, and I'll explain this mm. the thing is last week I wouldn't have paid uh enough to get, like, I wouldn't have given up anything decent to get David Montgomery, right? And then to your league members, it's like, why are you giving that up? Like, he's not playing well. So now that David Montgomery has put up a solid game, I nice. feel comfortable giving a fair good value for David Montgomery. And I've been starting to realize that, like, it can go the other way. You can you can have a guy who you like, but you haven't seen it yet. And now that you've seen it, now, now I feel comfortable. Okay, now I can throw digs and a lower end running back Get you know Montgomery and another receiver, something like that. So I think if if there's a guy, because there, there's probably players in your league who have David Montgomery as their third running back, and you really need a running back, and you can package something to get Montgomery. So now that we've seen something promising, I think he's. It's not like he went off for forty. If he did, you're not going to be able to get him for anything unless you, mm-hmm. you know, ripped off in that trade. But. I think he just did enough for me to feel comfortable to trade for him. I think that's a,
3: a perfect view on why trades are so important, Jacob, because you just said that he couldn't have garnered a a proper value week one, right? Yeah. So you could have got him for the cheap, cheap. So yeah. like, yeah. so if you like somebody and you and, and you watch them regularly and you and you know that he underperformed. Trading is probably your 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 most important asset because you could have got that guy last week for exactly. super cheap.
2: Yeah, I think Montgomery is actually a good candidate for a buy or a sell yeah, because if you're one of those guys, my brother has Montgomery as his running back four, and yeah. now he's just all of a sudden up this value. So rather than Justin sticking around to see, you know, is this real? Is it not? I'll admit, like I said before the podcast, that was his best game as a pro. Um, you know, as far as what he did, not necessarily um, volume, but um, I would, you know, I put him in the buy or to sell. If you're a guy that's been waiting for him to do it, go and buy him. And if you're a guy who has him as a luxury, sell him.
3: Say, say you're a guy with Gallup. Would you trade Gallup for Montgomery straight up if you need our RB? Say you oh, had Bell. Bell, Bell. Yeah. Say you had Bell and uh, would.
1: get hurt. I had Montgomery though. let like, say yeah. you no
3: get way. Bell. Yeah. Okay. But no, it's let's a, say you like in that situation, you're number four running back.
1: No, well, it depends. No, Gallup, though, but like a CD Lamb or uh, there you go. like that,
2: you know? Okay. I'd Metcalf.
3: rather have CD Lamb than Gallup, though, personally. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah that's what we're saying. That's oh. what we're saying. If you have David Montgomery, you're asking for CD Lamb or Metcalf. Oh, or I see or what you're saying. saying. You're asking for more than. No, yeah, I'm talking
3: about prior, though, prior to, prior to oh, his, his like, game week one. somebody that would have traded Gallup would be in a sitting pretty right now
1: oh, that's really. a possible trade. Cause going into the season, Gallup was super hyped. Exactly. And night, super high. That's yeah. a possible trade that could have happened. Yeah, it probably <laughs> has. And that, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely some good conversation here, fellas. I'll kick it off with one more. I, I'm not too hyped about this guy. I think just given the circumstance of the running back, um, personnel out there as of right now with it being so thin someone like david johnson is someone that i'd keep an eye on he's got pittsburgh coming up next week and a lot of players are going to be like well of course i'm going to be sitting this guy because who's going to start their running back if they're not one of the cream of the crop guys against that pittsburgh run defense uh, and with that being said if you can hold on if you can hold on to him through that week you He's got a juicy matchups coming after that. Minnesota, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Green Bay, Jacksonville, all top five teams with horrible run defenses. I mean, better days are ahead for David Johnson. So if you're willing to take a shot on him, he's probably going to be buying low. He didn't have a good week this week in Baltimore. He's probably not going to have a great week next week in Pittsburgh. I would even wait one more week. So he has another horrible week in Pittsburgh. And then pick him up on the low-low, and you got a good guy for the next five or six weeks. So my player for David Johnson. Uh, let's go ahead. Talk some keep trade.
1: That's actually cut. a really good one, Gabe. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm mad. I didn't think of that.
2: That's um, a good
0: one. Well, thank you. Uh, and you know what? I, I was going into the next segment and I realized why I always say it so poorly is because I have it written wrong on the show notes. I have it as trade, keep cut. Mm. It should be said, keep trade cut.
2: Oh, That's why
0: I always fumble over my words when I say this. Well, I wrote that,
1: so that's my bad. I got it wrong. That's
0: why we're moving on to our keep trade cut segment. And I had to do a lot of digging. And this is an early season edition of keep trade cut. And I have two for you today. One at the wide receiver position and one at the running back position. And we'll try to get through these quick. For the wide receiver course, these three guys are all currently in the top 12 at the wide receiver position through the first two weeks of the season. That is Robbie Anderson at wide receiver number five on the year, who we have talked about already last week in our keep trade cut segment. Oh, my God. John Brown, who is currently the wide receiver nine through two weeks. And Russell Gage, who is currently (coughs) the wide receiver eleven through the first two oh weeks goodness. of the fantasy football season. Keep, trade, cut. Robbie Anderson, John Brown, Russell Gage. Damon, go ahead. I mean, you guys know who I'm cutting. I'm going to keep Gage, and I'm trading uh, John Brown. And that is a fair assessment. I like that. Right. I, I, Daman's was biased because it's based on looks. But it still ended up being a pretty gnarly one. Jacob Bartley, what about you? I don't know why I said your last so, name. Jacob, what about <laughs> you?
1: remind me did Did Robbie Anderson do anything this past week? I I didn't. Yeah, see it. he, he had, had like
0: nine catches. I mean, he's the number like, five. Oh my guy goodness! Receiver. Yeah, he's been bad.
1: Oh, Teddy Bridgewater was just firing he, on yeah, all cylinders. <laughs> if like because DJ know. Moore did well too. Exactly. You know? like, yeah. Um, man. Okay, I still don't trust it with Robbie Anderson. So him, I. I think I would cut Anderson. And I think, look, I really like Gage right now, but keep I think there's a lot of hype on him. I think I would trade him to somebody who's who's very hyped on him. And, dude, John Brown is, like, the biggest bargain ever in fantasy for the, this past decade, bro. Like, he's – every year, I never draft him on any team, and I play in multiple leagues, and he always does so well. Yeah. And I just – I would keep him because I – Like he's not a hot name that casual fantasy fans are going to trade a lot for. So I would keep Brown. Yeah.
3: John Brown. Sounds like he works at Staples. (laughs) Yeah. Well said. Well said. Joe, what about you?
2: I mean, look, uh, I think actually John Brown would hold the most value because again, he's not a well-known name, but you're talking about Robbie Anderson and Gage. And at the end of the day, if I'm looking at their pecking orders, Robbie Anderson might have moved up to number one at worst, he's the number two and he's the big play guy. Uh, so I'm keeping Robbie Anderson, surprisingly. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm cutting Gage because at the end of the day, he's the number three guy uh, in Atlanta when Julio's healthy. And I think Julio will be healthy more often than that. And I hate to cut him because I just said he's a great waiver wire pickup. Uh, and then I'm trading John Brown because I think that, uh, you know, they are going to – they haven't ran at all in Buffalo. And that was kind of a prediction I made – coming into the season is that they're going to throw more. But I do think as the season moves on, they are going to start to get back to a little bit more of a balanced team. And Singletary and Moss are going to have their weeks. And so I think if you can trade John Brown after two big games, you have to do it. Um, So that's where I'm at.
0: That's a great great point to make, Joe. The Buffalo Bills have a great schedule for fantasy to open up the 2020 season it does get harder as the season mm-hmm. goes on. They will face tougher opponents. They face the New England Patriots twice, uh, who did get torn up by Russell Wilson, but I don't think Josh Allen's a Russell Wilson just yet. Um, mm-hmm. And not to mention a slew of other notable opponents who they will face. Uh, I will probably keep it closer to what Joe was saying. I think I am more likely to cut Russell Gage. I will probably trade Robbie Anderson, and I will keep John Brown. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to my other key trade cut. And this is at the running back position. All of these guys are currently sitting in the top 20 of fantasy football projection in the young fantasy football season. And that is James Robinson, who is currently the running back 13 on the year. Naeem Hines, who is the running back 17 on the year so far and miles Gaskin, who is the running back 20 on the year so far. Keep trade cut, James Robinson, Naeem Hines, and Miles Gaskin. Uh, And Joe, since you went last, I'll start. Well, how about I go first? I'm going to be keeping James Robinson. I'm going to be probably – oh, man, that sucks. Why did I go first? I'll probably (laughs) cut Miles Gaskin, and I do think that there are better days ahead despite spending so much on Naeem Hines. I don't think Jonathan Taylor can do it all like they say they can. There will be days, especially because of negative game script this week. I am going to be trading Naeem Hines after another solid week in a week or two. What about Joe? Go back
2: to you, bud. So I'm going to just preface this by saying James Robinson is on another level than these other two guys. Thank you. (laughs)
0: But I went off off a week too early. Well,
2: here's the thing, though. That
1: doesn't necessarily mean it's an easy decision. You could trade James Robinson for the most value. Exactly.
2: And so I think that's where I'm at is that if I have two other running backs that I really like on my team, like let's say I've got – I don't know. Um, Melvin Gordon and uh, Kamara. I'm sitting at week two. I'm looking good. I may even have a third running back. Let's say Gaskin, because I'm talking about all these guys. I'm going to keep Gaskin because I don't think he's worth anything. I'm going to cut Naeem Hines, no question about it, now that Taylor's getting the pass down work too. And I'm going to trade Robinson to somebody like Gabe who will give me a little bit more. Maybe some uh, injured, one of these injured guys who's going to be coming back later. Uh, Somebody that needs running back help right now. That's where I'm at.
0: He specifically targeted me and threw out my name there. Looks like I got a few trade offers coming my way. Jacob, what about you? Keep trade cut, James Robinson, Naeem Hines, and Miles Gaskin.
1: Yeah, man. This is tough because I think, look, we, and we all do it. I do it. We all react week by week. And fantasy is a weekly game, just like Matthew Barry says. But I just I'm not don't overreact to Naheem Hines. Look, maybe if you're our buddy Geo, man, I guess we mentioned Geo every episode, but he <laughs> spent 251 of his thousand dollar fab on Naheem Hines, you're feeling pretty bad about that. But I just don't give up on him yet. If if like if I have um you know, Jonathan Taylor in that league. If I wish I had Naheem Hines as the handcuff, and just because Philip Rivers loves to throw to his running backs, and he could be not as good, but he could be in that Eckler role in that offense. Uh, so for me, I, uh, I guess I would have to cut Gaskin and keep Hines and trade Robinson for the most I can get. That yeah. is fair. Not That's that fair. I don't so- like. I like Gaskin though as a as a speculative ad.
2: Jacob, yeah. the only thing I'm going to say here is is with Gaskin, the reason I like him more than Hines is Hines is pretty much reduced down to uh, uh, you're going to hope game that five or six balls. Exactly. So it's one game script. Two, Jonathan Taylor is a damn good pass catcher himself, and he's proven that over the last two weeks. So you're hoping that Hines is going to see some third down work. And with Gaskin, dude, he's already outplayed Jordan Howard and of the, the big pickups that Miami made at running back. And he's young himself, man. So um, if I'm looking at a guy that I like season long to be a flex play, um, I'm going Gaskin over Hines. But no, I hear you. Don't overreact. Don't go and spend 250 on Heinz and cut him. That's, what <laughs> well,
1: that's the thing. If I made that investment, I'm not going to cut him. Or if I wasted a one or two waiver wire pick, yeah, I'm not gonna cut him. I'm gonna wait and hope that that value returns because he could emerge in two weeks and be a solid flex play. And you're like, why well, oh, yeah. do I don't get money and drop him?
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Damon, let's move on to you really quick here. Keep trade cut. James Robinson, Nain Hines, and Miles Gaskin.
3: Yeah. Well, I agree with Jacob. If you made that investment in Hines, you don't get rid of him. It's like a. It's like buying Tesla. <laughs> if Tesla's been dropping. You don't sell it. You hang on a Tesla. Tesla can come back. So me personally, for the trade target, I would see value. And Johnson Taylor played so well. He does everything better than Hines. So I think Hines has zero value at this point. So I would cut Hines. I'm keeping Robinson because he just has long-term value. There's nobody else there. It's the better team. I'm going to roll with with him. And then I'm going to try and trade Gaskin just because I feel like –
0: He's has the hype, yeah. So Damon took my route, and I think that's well deserved. Uh, but we all have really good, fresh takes, and that's the great thing about Keep Trade Cut. You get to hear all these different perspectives and uh, applaud Gabe because I think that was a really good one. It was an early season edition. Let's go ahead and look at our fantasy podcasters, fantasy league for week two results. I am so sorry, FF lovers, but we blew you out of the water. But I will say this. With the Thanos meme in the background. At what cost? Because At we did cost? lose we did lose Saquon Barkley, and that is pretty sad. We're showing it up on the YouTube screen right now. If you and we doubled them up, they're trash. I'm gonna just remind you guys
2: <laughs> I wanted us, and I think Jacob did too, for us to take Iron Man Zeke. And Damon go high on Saquon. You have to take Saquon number two in every league. No, you do you do though, Joe. Come on.
3: I
0: mean, uh, I know, man. man. I point, hey, 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 guys, no. listen, listen, We Dude, can talk about this. Different I didn't way. want to take Kyler Murray. That no, no but
3: no, Look. you know what? <laughs> I think Gabe was right because I would have took what White. Oh, James White instead of and Collins. that that wouldn't have been that big a difference. I no.
0: so y- no. yeah, and you're so right, Gabe. Far, Ky- Kyler Murray has proven well. Saquon Barkley. Yeah. It's just he it's that, great makeup. no one, no one could. Of predicted I had by. to fight for Diggs. we could I have predicted how bad that line was, given how they didn't really do anything to address it in the off season, and it yeah. was horrible last year. So, but if you I, remember, you would have thought, thought the town, talent talent would have outridden the O line, and it, it did to some degree on pass plays, but never on the sure ground for safety. Sure nice.
1: Remember our draft? Diggs, man, was a controversial pick. And yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, all three oh, of, of us Gabe was the one that went. Thank you for not <laughs> yeah. listening. Hey, to hey, hey,
2: hey, First, hey, I am hey, hey.
1: Aaron Jones all off season. I'm, I'm sorry. Aaron Jones. And, hey, and, hey I, Jacob. Thank yeah. yeah. you, boys. It's
0: early on. This is so the if other. We listened if we were to listen to Joe and took Zeke,
2: everything. we would be fucking money. Would we would great. have Zeke and Aaron Jones and Diggs. And I like the Kyler Murray pick that Gabe went with. I was happy with that, too. And what? And we got – wait, when did we get Waller? But hey, that's
0: seasons, seasons,
3: seasons,
0: oh, seasons are not made at the draft. They are made in the trenches. And boys, we have a trench ahead of us now as we deal without Saquon Barkley. But we will FF find a way. Next, has a trench next, the next week's we're going down to Las Vegas, baby. We are playing Sin City, right City now, we Fantasy win. Football. Congratulations, by the way, to Sin City Fantasy Ooh. Football on their two thousand follower mark on Instagram. That's a big achievement for you guys. You guys put out great content. But we look forward to kicking your ass. Did you say their team looks good tomorrow?
3: Yeah, we're going to throw in Connor
1: over. Yeah, we're going to throw in Connor. Yeah, yeah, Connor Barkley. And then uh, I mean, we're going to have to start uh, – Oh, we, oh, it's a one-flex league. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I like this. I like yeah, man, We, we got, got him. Yeah, there. The good. yeah. Hey. For sure.
2: Yeah, we we got, got the waiver wire. You guys.
0: We need to make a trade. I need – Joe, Joe, you got to – Joe, Joe will work, work his magic. So all of you out there in the first-round fantasy podcasters league, be <laughs> on the lookout for some trades this week because we are looking to make some moves and take out Sin City fantasy football. Yeah. So guys – Before we close out the show, we do have our viewer question of the week, and this one comes from Noah Borlick. Noah Borlick, thank you so much for contributing to the show, man. I really appreciate it. Much love. If you are a girl, I apologize, girl. (laughs) It just sounds like a man's name. With that being said, now I'm going to assume he's talking about Emmanuel Sanders. This, this, This trade might be a little outdated. But we're going to still go ahead and talk about it. Let's just examine it as if it was after week two. Okay. Noah Bordelik Bol- Bol- says, Should I trade Dak Prescott and Joe Mixon for Nick Chubb and Emmanuel Sanders?
3: Did, did he give oh. his
0: team? He did not give anything about his team. This Wait, is the fun thing you, about
2: Can you repeat that one more time? Uh, no, Miles, Dak
0: and Prescott. To- Joe Mixon for Nick Chubb and Emmanuel Sanders. And he said Sanders. I don't think it was Miles Sanders. I think it was Miles
2: Sanders. Well then obviously
0: I I would do that. that. I would take Chubb Sanders. It has to be Emmanuel. I think it has to have been Emmanuel on the precedent that that Michael Thomas was
2: lost. Listen, Dak Prescott has running back value. So depending on the league that you're in, if you're in a six-point touchdown, maybe you have a bonus at 250 or 300 yards. Prescott's putting up 40, 50 points. So I'm going to have to assume, listen, what I'll say is if that's Emmanuel Sanders, ignore the owner. Don't even get him on the phone. That's (laughs) not even salvageable. If that's a Miles Sanders and you have somebody like Aaron Rodgers that you grab because experts were down on him, to the damn trade. You need a running back, and you can get Miles Sanders and Chubb for uh Mixon and, and Dak, do it all day. But if that's Emmanuel Sanders, you shouldn't that's not even something to think about, man. Yeah, you don't even think about that. Yeah. That's
1: fair. Yeah, mean, right yeah. Obviously made before this week. So Dak yeah. didn't do great last week, if I'm not mistaken. But he went off, so all obviously our values all all messed. Even up. after week one, I
3: wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah, Sanders really? is a bum for Dak, a top three quarterback coming into the. Sanders
3: league. Sanders is clearly a bum, especially after this week. Yeah, shows you know, how good Michael Thomas is, man. Is, how good is Michael Thomas? You know.
1: Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, really Mara is amazing uh, too. But they need Michael Thomas in that on that team. Yeah.
0: Hopefully, we were able to help you out, Noah Borlick. I'm just going to call you Noah, yeah, dude. I, dream.
2: I'm sorry the name. <laughs> I know, right? Hey,
0: we appreciate you writing into the show. And as always, if you have a question for us, please feel free to DM the Instagram page or email us at firstroundfantasy@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'll be sure to get it on the show if it's relevant and timely. I appreciate you so much. And before we go, guys, as always, check out the MerchTeePublic.com. You'll be able to find us there searching First Round Fantasy. We're on all streaming platforms, most notably Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. So check us out if you get the chance. We would much, much greatly appreciate it. But we're also on YouTube, so you can see our faces. So uh, that's always nice as well. That's going to do it for us, guys. We hope you enjoyed the show tonight and the Raider victory. Hey. <laughs> but we are out of here, folks. Have a great night, and we will see you next week. Peace.
2: Peace. Later, guys.